0: Do you know the way to the Harland Highway? Ba, 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 da, ba. Oh, yeah, here it is. You're on it. You're on it. You don't need to know the way. You are here on the Harland Highway podcast. Hey, everybody. My name's Harlan Williams. I'm your host of said podcast. What a show we have today. Oh, my God. Uh, the discovery of a new species that already existed. Wait, what? Yeah, that's right. Wait till you hear this, man. A new species is discovered that already existed. How does that work? Well, you're going to find out when we do a crazy, crazy news story. Holy jumping jelly beans. And uh, speaking of crazy news stories, how about the, this sex scandal with big Holly Time uh, you know, Hollywood time movie mogul Harvey Weinstein? We're going to be talking about that. And we're going to be talking about my connection to uh, to uh, the whole thing, which isn't much. But, you know, I have a little tiny connection to it. And then, uh, you know, on on the topic of the sex addiction, which which Harvey Weinstein has acknowledged he has, we're going to call an actual sex clinic, a sex addiction clinic, and talk to a patient about about what it's like and how it feels and how you cure sex addiction. So put your condom on. This is the Harlan Highway.
1: Put on your seatbelt. It's about to get bumpy. Oh, how perfectly awful. I get my kids above the waistline, sunshine. When will they take the bandages off? We don't know who we are. We don't know where we are. You're riding down the Harland Highway. Let us out of here! Please! Let me tell you, you're starting something here that... That's what you should be frightened of. Oh, fuck yeah, bud. Just leave us alone. Sit down, strap in. Shut up What's going on? What's the matter? I thought maybe if I could kill him, I could make him stop My mother never breastfed me She told me she liked me as a friend Who are we? This is the Harland Highway What? It's the Harland Highway It's, it's a cookbook Holy Harvey
0: Weinstein, huh? Whoa Hang on, Harvey Wow so uh, I guess if you've been watching the news, you, you're uh, aware of this whole Harvey Weinstein Hollywood movie mogul sex abuse fiasco. Yikes. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, is, he's a portly man. He's a big man. hes He's not what I would classify as a leading man with his looks. He doesn't have leading man good looks. Kind of a big, burly, rough-around-the-edges-looking guy. Probably overweight and, uh, you know, scruffy. And uh, this guy uh, somehow, uh, through his dealings in Hollywood, kind of rose to the top of the heap in La La Land as a, you know, a producer and a... uh, a production company that makes content, films, TV shows, what, whatever. You know, they they usually do a lot of the avant-garde movies, the Oscar-worthy movies, the uh, the artsy-fartsy movies for the most part. That's their bread and butter. And they've done well, and they've, they've produced some great movies, but, but behind the scenes, I guess uh, one of the co-founders, one of the Weinstein brothers... Uh, was kind of taking advantage of his position and his status and his wealth and was using that as leverage against uh, young, uh, vulnerable, susceptible uh, actresses and and women who were uh, trying to, uh, you know, make their way through the often corrupt and over-sexualized Hollywood system. And it sounds like our boy Harvey was more than happy to uh, kind of uh, use his influence to uh, bully or persuade or maybe even assault and rape, from what I'm hearing, Uh, girls and women uh, who were here in, in Los Angeles and who knows if it filtered overseas and whatnot. And now all the you-know-what is hitting the fan. And Harvey is, uh, you know, he's put a, out a few emails and letters asking for forgiveness and help. And he's he's going to a, a, a sex addiction clinic in Europe to help him manage this moment. Uh, you know what? I, I just, I don't feel a lot of sympathy for these people that commit all these atrocities and then once they're caught, they try to put a a, a, a healthy face on it by going to uh, you know get some help. You know what I I, I think the uh, the person that really cares acknowledges they have a problem while they're in the midst of it and get some help. They don't they don't wait till they're busted. Oh, you're caught. Well, okay, I guess I, I better get some help and clean this up. No, buddy, you should have cleaned it up when you were uh, violating other human beings. That's when you should have cleaned it up. You never should have started, by the way, but you should have cleaned it up when you uh, obviously knew it wasn't right and you had a problem, pal. Uh, And this is also something I think Tiger Woods went through this when he was – when he was uh, kind of uh, caught in the middle of, of having multiple affairs behind his wife's back, he, he ran to a sex addiction clinic. And I th- are we calling over to a, a sex addiction clinic today? We're gonna talk to somebody. Okay, good. Okay, so we're gonna later in the show, we're gonna actually call a, one of these sex clinics, and I guess one of the, the patients has agreed to talk to us because it's a serious condition, I guess. So maybe we'll be able to shine more light on this. Uh, Maybe we'll be able to, uh, you know, get deeper into the world of of sex addiction. And it's certainly having a rippling effect through Hollywood and and high-level actors and producers and all kinds of people. Now even like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are starting to get pulled into the fray a little bit here. And then you've got all these these uh, you know these highfalutin actresses who you know year after year get up on the Oscar podium or show up at uh, on the stage at uh, you know women's rallies or or for women's causes and you know that they, they, they shout at the top of their lungs women power women power and a lot of these women have worked with Harvey Weinstein. And it sounds like some of them are coming out of the woodwork and condemning them, and other ones, uh, it's crickets. So it's like, hey, let let's go, man. What's the double standard here? Um. Uh, so it's always good when someone like this gets busted because it's it's uh it's just not right, man. As as a uh, as a as a actor in Hollywood myself, I can tell you, man, it's a hard journey. It's a very hard journey. It, it's, it's, you think getting a movie role is hard? It's hard just to get a, a toothpaste commercial in this town. It is hard to get anything, and to get multiple things is even harder, and to build a career as an actor and, and keep it there is even harder. It's, it's so freaking tough. And I would dare say that the ladies have it even tougher, you know, because they are more susceptible to this kind of casting couch mentality, right? And I've seen it, man. I've I've seen it. I won't mention names or I won't say who or what, but I. I'm, and I'm not referring to Harvey Weinstein, but I've seen other other girls, and uh, I've I've seen. Uh, You know, other ladies who, who, uh, you know, in my opinion, have been kind of like being used or being kind of conned or being manipulated into, uh, you know, dating or going out with someone just because of their status. I mean, I got to tell you, man, it's it's a little creepy sometimes to see. But, uh, you know. In all true defense, I guess you could say that of any industry, wherever there's high roller players, you know, I'm sure the, the two guys that created Google, and I'm sure Tesla, and anyone who's of of that you know ilk, I'm sure they they uh, you know have their share of opportunities with the ladies and and uh, being in a position of power and whatnot. Uh, but anyways, um, it's interesting because I was just, you know, being in Hollywood here, you're probably going, well, Harlan, have you ever had any inter- interactions with Harvey Weinstein? Well, coincidentally, oddly enough, I did not have an interaction with him directly, but about, I don't know, about three weeks ago. I was actually in their offices. I went to a meeting to pitch some shows, some ideas for some television shows at the uh, Harvey Weinstein uh, facilities at their head offices uh, in uh, Beverly Hills. I was uh, sitting in a boardroom and chatting with a very wonderful, lovely executive who couldn't have been more articulate and professional and and gracious. She was... Absolutely beautiful, and and uh, she was she was really awesome, and, and uh, so I had a good experience within the walls of the company. But that being said, I was not aware of all this stuff, and I did not meet with Harvey himself. So I don't know if all this is going to blow my chances for uh, getting anything going with them work wise. I don't know what the future of that company will be. Because, uh, you know, if, if Harvey had been doing this for a year, it's like, okay, shame on him. But the fact that it sounds like he's been doing this for 30 years, it's like, okay, who at the company didn't know? How do you not know? How did his brother not know? You just, you just kind of go, wait a minute. You know, so... And then on the other side of it, the, the the main one of the main accusers that came out is a a, a beautiful actress named Rose McGowan, who you're like, well, Harlan, have you ever had any interactions with Rose McGowan? And the answer is, well, yes, I have. Years ago, uh, we're talking like ten years ago, or maybe even twelve years ago. I was out and about on the town, you know, highfalutin' with some buddies. We were out at a bar and having some drinkies, having some beers. And uh, I was single, and I was hanging out, and, and I didn't really know who Rose McGowan was. And I guess she knew who I was, and I'm just hanging about, and all of a sudden she kind of locks eyes with me. I see, oh, there's a pretty girl. She saunters across the bar right up to me and plops down. We sit down in a in a in a chair at a little table and we're staring into each other's eyes and I don't know if she'll remember this, but I sure do because it was like she was like kind of coming on to me pretty aggressively. And I don't mean she was touching me or, but she was just like verbally saying out, you know, that she was really like liked me and was like wanted to hang out and stuff. Unfortunately, I didn't really know who she was at that time yet. I was not on in in tune with who Rose McGowan was, and so afterwards we had a nice little conversation. We hung out. I could tell she was being very flirtatious and coming on to me, and I I kind of just didn't didn't take the bait because I I just didn't know who she was. And afterwards, my buddy was like, "You know who that was, right?" And I go, "No." And I was like, "Blah blah." Then he told me, and I was uh, for a minute I was like, "Oh, really?" And 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 then. And then he goes, yeah, she, she dated um, Marilyn Manson for a while. And then I kind of went, oh, really? Huh. You know, the that little excitement I had for a second because she was a famous actress suddenly got a little tarnished when I knew that Marilyn Manson had had his creepy hands all over her. I was kind of like, ooh, no thanks. Um Get me some Perel, please. Um, so, so, anyways, that none of this matters. What I'm saying about Rose McGowan or probably my meeting at the Weinstein, Corps, but it's funny how things are a little bit connected. And and I was just telling you that's kind of my point of reference and my my interaction with uh, with a couple of the key players. But anyways, it's sad to see. I guess Harvey. It's that old adage: you, you you made your bed, now you gotta sleep in it. And we'll see what happens, man. It sounds like he's done. He's cooked. But uh, as I said, later in the show, we will take a call. We're going to connect with a uh, sex addiction uh, clinic and talk to one of its uh, patients. And kind of get uh, further insight into uh, the world of sex addiction. Yikes! Um, but for now, Roger, why don't we switch gears? And uh, do we have a crazy news story we can do? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Roger's talking. Whenever you hear me talking, like, and you don't hear Roger, that's Roger talking in my earphone. Okay. So he says we have a crazy news story, and it has something to do with seafood. So do it. Let's 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 play it, man. Oliveira!
1: The Harland Highway. <laughs> crazy news story. That's weird. Wow, that's strange stuff. I think you're
0: Okay, well, I I said in in the intro there it involves seafood, but I guess we have to ask, is it really seafood? Listen to this crazy news story headline. It kind of made me happy, this one. Crazy news story headline, six-legged land lobster, long thought extinct, discovered on volcanic crag. I love that. I love that, that that word, crag. You don't hear that a lot. Hey, man, where'd you buy your new wheelbarrow? Oh, I got it on Cragg's list, man. Oh, that's craggy, bro. So here we go. A, a land lobster? So that's what I'm saying. Can it really be classified as seafood if it's got the word land in it? This First of all, before I read the story, I really like it that you, too often we hear about species being extinct or on the endangered species list or they're gone forever. How fun and happy does it make you feel when you hear that these creatures still exist? Hell yeah. Here we go. Um, Nearly a hundred years ago, a British supply ship ran aground at Lord Howe, a tiny island roughly 400 miles east of Australia. Black rats trickled off the ship, scouring the island and feasting on its native bug, a large spindly stick insect known as Dridocolis australis, or the land lobster. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Do we have to open a new uh, food, food chain called the, the Red Land Lobster? Uh, it says here, within 30 years, the Lord Howe Island stick insects vanished. 30 years, that's a, that's a lot of eating for those rats. Man. Then, in 1964, climbers on a nearby volcano known as Ball's Pyramid. Yikes, that sounds like it hurts. Whenever you hear the word Ball's and Pyramid, don't you just picture some loser running to the top of the pointy pyramids? He slips and squishes his balls on the tip of the pyramids. I, I don't want to hear balls pyramids. <laughs> a volcano volcano as balls pyramids found a dead insect that looked suspiciously like the fabled land lobster. Dun, dun, dun! Decades later, researchers in 2001 found two dozen of the glossy black bugs slithering in the mud. Dun-dun-dun! Those bugs, though, looked a little different. They were thinner with leaner hind legs and different tail ends. For researchers, it begged the question, were these newly found insects an evolution of the Lord Howe Island ones? Or something else? Dun-dun-dun! The very same, according to a new paper in Current Biology, which found DNA between the two different by less than 1%, suggesting that the two populations most likely diverged after the origin of the species and not long enough ago for speciation to have taken place. I don't know what that word means, speciation. I guess it means, I don't know. I think we know. Like I think we get it because we're talking about species. But we don't get it. Like, I'll read it again. After the origin of the species had not long enough for speciation to have taken place. Like, something to do with it becoming a species, I guess. Fewer than 30 adult stick insects are left on Ball's Pyramid. Ouch! Per the conversation, making it perhaps the rarest insect on Earth Now researchers want to bring the stick bug back to Lord Howe Island, but first, those rats must die. A rodent eradication effort will take place on Lord Howe in 2018, after which, if successful, the land lobster will return home. Bum, bum,
1: bum!
0: Well, I always wonder how they do that, right? How do you eradicate the rats? I mean, rats are one of the the most elusive, stealthy, you know, smart uh, creatures alive. And you're talking about wiping rats off of a whole island? I'm not sure you can successfully do that. I mean, these, these rats are resilient, man. Rats will probably survive the nuclear holocaust. So, I don't know, man. That that's a tall order. I hope they do it, man. But you gotta admire the rats, right? Most rats are in an alleyway. They find an old pizza crust. You know, they're eating a a, a rotten potato in a dumpster. They find like a, a potato chip behind a toilet at the airport. What are, what are the balls, Island? <laughs> The Balls Island rats chowing down on lobster. Oh, yeah, living large, eh, buddy? Have yourself, what are you having for dinner tonight, Melvin? Well, I'm going to have a damn lobster. What are you having? Same thing, lobster. You you don't want to go in the water and risk getting eaten by a fish, do you? Hell no, I'm having a land lobster. And since they're at the edge of the volcano, I might broil the damn thing. Anybody got any melted butter?
1: I can't believe it's not butter.
0: So there you go, man. First of all, congratulations to the land lobster for coming back. And second of all, um, just uh, cool. A land lobster, Great. Now they're going to repopulate the planet. Now we we got to walk around and worry about getting our asses pinched everywhere we go. Ah, what the hell was that? Oh, uh, looks like you got bit by a land lobster, dude. Like, isn't it bad enough we got mosquitoes and ants and hornets? Now we, now we got to walk around worrying about a, a lobster chomping our ass? Oh, well, I guess I'm happy. I'm happy for the return of the land lobster
1: Rice, a ruby, the San
0: all right we got him Raj. okay this is the sex clinic all right no we don't have to say where it is but let's just yeah we don't want to pin it down track it down it's it's a, it's a patient at a sex addiction clinic. Okay, okay. We t- hell, so Sorry, folks. I'm talking to Roger in my earphones here. Uh, as we uh, discussed earlier, we do have a, a gentleman uh, who's calling us from his, uh, his chambers at uh, a sex uh, addiction clinic, which we uh, will not name. Uh, for the uh, purposes of being discreet and keeping the gentleman's uh, location uh, secure and private. Uh, But this gentleman, your name, sir, uh, is Barney Brown. Hello, sir. Hi, how are you? Uh, Good, good, sir. This is, if I'm getting the name correct, Barney Brown?
1: That's right, B.B., they call me. My, My friends call me B.B.,
0: Okay, uh, B.B., thank you. Thank you for joining us today. This is a very uh, topical issue going on right now, and uh, I'm sure you've seen on TV the situation.
1: With Mr. Weinstein? Oh,
0: yes. Oh, yes. Been there, done that. Okay, wow. So So this is a common pattern you'll see in... You know, sexual predators like myself, sex addicts, we just have an appetite for sexual activity. Uh, we like the feeling of being sexually dominant, having
1: power over our, well, our victims, if you will.
0: Wow, that's, that's a strong word, Barney. Uh, you know, victims, That that carries a lot of weight, a lot of gravitas.
1: Well, it, it,
0: it's part of what gives us the rush. It's, you know, we live these lives. Some of us are movers and shakers. Some of us are powerful people. And some of us are just too run-of-the-mill. Some of us are low-income. Some of us are middle-income people.
1: But whatever our socioeconomic strata, we derive power from dominating
0: other human beings in a sexual... Way, well, yeah, and it seems like Harvey Weinstein uh, has really, woo, been really uh, making a go of it for it sounds like thirty years.
1: Well, and like I said, uh, Mister Williams, it's 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 a drug. It it's it's a an addiction, and
0: that's why I'm here at uh, Sweepy Hollows. I'm I'm. Uh, well, 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 we weren't going to say the name of your your facility. Uh, barney well it, it doesn't matter because i have to i have to come to terms with this i have to be real about it i have to face the world and i'm never going to uh, conquer my sexual addictions if i hide away and uh you know stay in the shadows well that that's very uh that's very big of you sir that's uh that's an honorable statement and just so so our listeners can kind of get a handle on what sex addiction is, can, can you kind of walk us through a little bit uh, what it is and, and how it affects you?
1: Absolutely. It's, it's a powerful, almost, as I said, like a drug. Uh,
0: we, uh, we, we, we get fixated on uh, sexual activities. We, we get fixated on erotica, on pornography, and uh we develop a mindset, a, a mental psychology where the slightest things can uh, arouse us, uh, turn us from uh, you know someone who might be sitting in church to someone who
1: is has an enormous insatiable sexual appetite.
0: Wow, that that's powerful and, and you're saying you can't control this sir these, these urges. We cannot control them there is there is serious, and they're as is, there is, uh, lethal as uh, an alcoholic craves liquor. Uh, they're, they're as uh, ravenous as a, a uh, heroin uh, opioid user who craves the needle. Uh, it, is, it is strong, strong, destructive uh, stuff. Wow. And, like, what is an example of, of, of this sexual ad- addiction, Barney?
1: Well, you know, anything can trigger it. I mean, I, 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 you know, you might see a ladybug, and I might hear the word "lady" and think about, you know, a woman's private parts just by hearing the word "lady." I get triggered, and I'll get aroused, and then I need to
0: satisfy myself. Oh, wow! A ladybug? Oh, it's that simple. It's that simple. I mean, I'm I'm looking around my room here, and uh, let's see. For example, my pillow slip. Uh, if the, the, there's a crease in my pillow slip, that you know, a simple crease in 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 my mind or in the mind of a sex
1: addict turns from a crease into a looking like a woman's. Private parts, and and uh, and when we when we see the, these types of things, when the, when imagery fills our heads and we, we get triggered, we, we get aroused, and and uh, uh,
0: sir, sir.
1: We, we we a simple crease and in a pillow slip can.
0: can Sir, you, are you all right there? It sounds like the the phone is um. Got some,
1: a simple crease in a pillow slip, uh, Mr. Williams can can turn us uh, from docile to uh, pardon my French, having a. Uh, a raging direction or having a sexual appetite that cannot be satiated.
0: Um, okay, sir. So so a crease and a pillow slip. Pardon me? I said a crease and a pillow slip, sir? If,
1: if you could just... Uh, when you say that, slow it down just a little bit for me, and if you could say it uh, maybe in a hushed tone, you
0: uh, know, like a whisper. I'm sorry, sir? The,
1: the crease, if you could say the word creased, pillow slip.
0: Um, I'm not sure I understand, sir. Say it slowly and whisper it. Um uh, okay. Uh creased pillow slap. <laughs> Hello Barney, sir? Are, are you okay, sir? Did you f- fall or something? Uh,
1: I, I'm fine. I'm fine. I, I, uh, y- yes, I slipped off the bed. Uh, but as I was saying, uh, the, 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 the sexual triggers that exist in the mind of people with our affliction, uh, they're uh, out of control. And they, they, they dominate our brains. They, they rule our lives. And they, they make our lives uh, a living hell. And a, a pleasured paradise uh, from one second to the next.
0: Wow. Um, so, so, for example, uh, let's say you're just, um, you know, you're, you're going about your daily business. You're, you're walking through an airport. And you see, like, uh, like a woman walk by in, let's say, uh, a mid-range skirt just uh, cut to above her knees.
1: Could you say that again, please? Sir? I, I didn't hear you. The phone up. I think we have a, uh, a lie. Uh, the, the line seems a little uh, crackly or something.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I, th- I thought I—I I, I was hearing something too. I was saying, let's say an average woman walks by with a with a, a regular uh, fitted skirt that comes just above her knees.
1: <laughs> Sir? Yes, above her knees, and and does it taper in at her at her waist? <laughs> Line uh, does it taper in, and therefore accentuate her her buttocks and frame her her derriere, and so that it's tight, and you can almost see her her butt cheeks sliding around under the fabric. Sir. <laughs> Hello?
0: hello, Barney? Hello?
1: Yes, I'm here. I'm here, yes. Um, and, so, and so I'm here at the uh, addiction uh, clinic, and uh, every day is a struggle, Mr. Williams, and, and we fight, and we try not to have these thoughts uh, that arouse us, that cause us to uh, act out.
0: Now, now what do you mean act out is this is this kind of like what what Harvey did where he he had to get aggressive with women he he, he felt the uncontrolled urge to to have to touch them get physical with them uh, I'm sorry touch, touch touch you Mr. Williams well I'm just saying it not like Harvey Weinstein but just any someone with a sexual addiction would want to place their hands on a woman's breasts. let's say.
1: Could you say that again, please? <laughs>
0: I said, putting your hands on a woman's breasts.
1: <laughs> Sir? Uh, how do you mean exactly, uh, hands on her breasts?
0: Well, I, I mean, if, 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 if a man... Were to uh, take his hands and lift them up and cup a woman's breasts, and she did not invite him to. Oh, oh,
1: are you, uh, Sir? I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear. You. Did you say cup her breasts uh, on the outside of her garment or reaching on the inside?
0: Well, I don't know. I, I guess you could cup a breast on the outside of clothing, but uh, I'm sure there's been many occasion where a sex addict or like yourself would reach inside of the, the fabric and maybe stick one's hand under the bra and cup the breast uh, with their bare hands. <coughs> Sir, I I think this phone line is...
1: Oh, I'd say it again, please. I didn't... You you cut out it when you you said... Cup
0: the breast with your bare hand, the bare breast. (laughs) Hello? Sir, are you there?
1: As as I was saying, Mr. Williams, it uh, it doesn't take a lot to trigger a sex addict into uh, falling back into his old uh, habits, to uh, to uh, getting caught up in his sexual delusions, his fantasies, and his needs and desires.
0: Well, how how long does the average person stay at? Did you say it was the Sleepy Willows?
1: Y- yes, sir. We have we have people that have been here for weeks, uh, months, and uh, in my case, coming up on almost a year.
0: Wow, that is a very uh, that's a long stay, sir. Uh, but it I, I, I guess I have to ask: Is it working? Are you are you getting uh, the help that you need?
1: Well, yes. I I think you can tell by this phone call that I'm uh, in uh, you know full recovery mode and uh, in my mind, I'm probably gonna say uh, cured, although my counselors don't like me throwing that word around, but I feel that I'm uh, pretty much ready to get out of here.
0: Well that that's congratulations, sir. Uh, I mean uh, I just I, I know you've put in a lot of work, you put in a lot of time and and it would be nice for you, I'm sure to get out from beyond those walls, and just get out into the world again, get out for a walk, get to a park, uh, go to a beach.
1: Pardon me?
0: You know, just spend the day at a beach.
1: Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, uh, Which beach? Well,
0: well, I don't know. You know, a a beach in, in Miami, a beach in California, a beach in Hawaii.
1: Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then, what? Uh, it, just to help me visualize uh, what you're saying, uh, uh, Mr. Williams, who who's on the beach? On, on the beach? Uh, who uh, this beach you speak of? Who who's on it?
0: Oh my goodness! There's 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 people. There's 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 families. There's honeymooners. There's there's men. There's beautiful women. <laughs> Yes, yes, I, 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 I think uh, it, what, these women. What, what kind of women? Uh. Well, you know, I, 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 all kinds of women. Uh, housewives, uh, 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 young professionals, college girls.
1: <laughs> Sir, hello yes uh, uh college girls yes uh, and like how old would you say uh, mr Williams
0: well call you know college girls what seventeen to 20 or something hello
1: yes yes I'm here <laughs> Uh, these college girls—I'm uh, guessing they're—they're uh, they're wearing, uh, you know,
0: well, bathing suits. It's a beach, sir.
1: Yeah. Uh, what? What? Uh, what kind of bathing suits? I mean, uh, since we're talking about it, you know.
0: I don't know. A nice, you know, college girls love bikinis, right? <laughs> Sir, hello. I, I don't know. Are you in the mountains or something? Because this phone line is just uh, really crackly. And uh,
1: these uh, these bikinis, Mr. Williams. Are we talking uh, onesies or a uh, you know a uh, bikini bottom? Are we?
0: You know what? I like a thong myself. <laughs> Hello, sir. Hello? Bobby? Barney? Oh, my God. Roger? Is he? Did he hang up? Wow. Okay. Uh Yikes. Uh, so my apologies. I think we had a bad phone line there. I I think a lot of these clinics are nestled up in the mountains or the hills or they're usually in some uh place surrounded by nature, so I I, I think I could hear like a babbling brook in the background or crickets chirping or something was was uh, I I hope the uh the uh the phone call was audible to everyone. Uh, you know, sometimes you just can't get a clean phone line when you're calling into kind of remote places so uh but an interesting call uh wouldn't want to deal with what that guy's dealing with uh sounds like it's hard sounds like he from what he said he's conquered it and he sounds like he's ready to get back out into the world and uh you know join regular society again any day so congratulations to barney brown that was a great call very inspiring and nice to see that this stuff can be cured and and uh as we know, uh, Harvey Weinstein said he's uh, entering uh, one of these clinics and I'm sure he'll be clean as a whistle and and cured of all his sexual deviancy and perversions, uh, you know, in, in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. And uh, he can blend right back in with everyone else. Great. Um, and I think we'll leave, leave the show on that positive note. Oh that's really good. Um so let's uh let's see. Let's do some announcement, shall we? Uh yes, yes, yes. Uh let's talk about something funny and not so serious. Uh like sex addiction, but uh let's talk about stand-up comedy. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh this weekend starting tonight, October 12th, Thursday October 12th through October 15th, which is a Sunday, I will be at the Irvine Improv in Orange County, California, or Irvine, California, which is just about 50 minutes south of Los Angeles, an hour south. So please come out and catch the show at the Irvine Improv. Beautiful club, man. And uh, we, we are going to have a great time. Uh, there all weekend. One show Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, one Sunday. Let's do it. And then the following weekend, I will be in Burbank, California at a club called Flappers. Oh, yes, great club right in downtown Burbank, California. Uh, that'll be October, Saturday 21st. Great time. And then here's a big announcement. You ready for this? I've only done the podcast live once, and that was at Sketchfest in San Francisco a few years ago. And now I will be doing the podcast live for the second time only. Uh, I will be doing the uh, All Things Comedy Podcast Festival, Comedy Festival. And I will be in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, Tempe, the Tempe Improv. One night only, October 28th. So that's coming up. That's like Halloween weekend. And I will give you more details on that. Please check my website, harlanwilliams.com, for your tickets and ticket information and all that. And then the following weekend after that, November 2nd to November 5th, yours truly will be in Buffalo, New York, or Buffalo, uh, yeah, Buffalo, New York at the Helium Comedy Club. Uh, Great club. So get your tickets, folks. And then uh, mid-November, November November 16th to the 19th, I'll be in San Jose. I mean, man, I have a big fall tour happening here, baby. And then uh, in uh, late November, Edmonton, uh, Alberta, uh, November 23rd to the 26th. (laughs) Yeehaw, baby. So I'm jazzed. I'm excited for my fall comedy tour. Also, uh, while you're at harlowwilliams.com getting your comedy tickets, uh, please, uh, please also check out our store. We have all kinds of merchandise in there for you. And uh, what else? Um, you can uh, you can visit uh, our uh, our uh, our page that uh, lets you join the uh, the uh, premium membership. Twenty dollars a year gets you the whole. Uh, archived library of Harland Highway podcasts, and uh, it's all great stuff. And then uh, also uh, you can get our free app on your cell phone. Just uh, go into your cell phone app store and type in the Harland Highway podcast, and you're in, baby. And uh, that's about it. I hope you're uh, enjoying the podcast. Hope uh, you had a lot of laughs here today. Thank you for listening, and tell your friends to get on the Harland Highway. That's it for now, folks. Uh, Keep it real in the deal, and until next time, chicken, chow mein,
1: baby. Say it slowly and whisper it.